We're at the uh we're at this we're at the uh next up we got the wonderful Carla Perez and the Serena Tricky band. Are you guys ready for that? We're we're uh Yali, Yali Cruz playing a strawberry uh festival today. And what's so crazy is I don't know if I if if I had done I think I did the podcast about when Yachtly Crew was playing that uh, show in, in Santa Monica. Um, we were playing the show in Santa Monica and uh, at a charity event about a week ago. And in between when we got there and then when when we went on stage, we had a few hours you know, to, to spend. So we decided to walk around Santa Monica and we were walking out along Ocean uh, Avenue, I think it was called, and uh, sitting in the window there, on sort of the open window there, was Kate O'Kalen with some gal, and the guys decided, hey, let's let's go let's go eat in the same place where Kate O'Kalen is, and uh, and David Bowie took a photo of him and everything. Well, today, the stage we're playing on is the Cato stage. We're playing on the Cato stage. Added to the fact, Philly Ocean. Um, happens to have a friend here who's working with something called Auto Pop um, or something like that. Uh, she's also big into helping out with entertainment stuff, uh, event plannings. So she happens to be here today. She happens to be here today. And uh, isn't that nuts? Just like last night, another friend of his was working at the freaking commissary. Tommy, dude, guess what stage we're playing on? Inspirado Projecto on the Cato stage, yes, baby, the Cato stage. And why is that significant? Because we're at the Strawberry Festival? Cato stage. Cato Kalen? Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, yeah, dude. It's all coming together. Yeah, dude, you amazing. can't escape it, you can't escape it, you can't escape it. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's so crazy. This stuff happens all the time. It's so funny. I'm always pointing out the synchronicities to these guys. And they'll joke about it, like, ooh, the synchronicities. Um, they're, it's funny. It's like a weird, like, mocking kind of um, joking about it. Like, ooh, synchronicities. But the funny thing is they're still noticing it. Like, even if they're joking about it and pointing it out um, in a joking fashion, like, no, I don't normally believe in this. Um, they're still pointing it out and they're still getting the job done by celebrating it, you know? And uh, usually they'll come up to me and let me know about this stuff too, which is great. Oh man, I will keep you posted uh, as to any other astounding synchronicities and unfolding events that happen. By the way, this podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes. So feel free to uh, subscribe on it. You can also find it in a lot of different places a lot of different apps now if you go to anchor.fm slash inspirato projecto um it'll that's the website that's the app i'm using for this and on that website it will show you all the different ways in which you can hear this so if you're listening to it now you have a particular thing that you've uh you've stumbled upon in which you're hearing this so also I just want to remind you, send me your stuff. If you're on Anchor, go ahead, send me a message. I'll, I'll integrate it into here. On the last podcast, we heard a guy say thank you. Well, that guy is um, the, lear the learning 
the language learning nerd. And uh, so I, you know, I left him another message last night telling him thank you so much for playing the, the theme song on your show. And uh, so that was a thank you from him. Also, we're hearing some awesome John Garside um, giblets in there. So keep your ears tuned to that. And uh, more magic to come. We're at the Strawberry Festival today in Oxnard. If you get a chance, come on out here. We're going to be rocking it. There are like 30,000 people up here. It's ridiculous. Well, this podcast is fiendishly phenomenal. So, Eddie, you've been playing guitar how long? Off and on for about 27 years now. And who are your main, who are some of your big-time influences that you, you, you would think of a lot, maybe while you're creating? Um, I would have to say Edge, Ace Frehley. Um, Robert Smith from The Cure, he's a true unsung hero as far as the guitar goes. I know you're also a Depeche Mode fan. Do you ever weave some of that in there, sneak some of that in there? Absolutely. I've always loved adding the layers of keyboards and, and the color that keyboards give you. you. Sometimes you just can't get it from guitar. So yeah, it's definitely... Oh, so you um, do add electronic electronic music to your, on, your yeah, projects. On occasion, I've been, yeah. I've been working with uh, Chaz from Yachtly Crew, and he's actually been encouraging me to use more electronics in my stuff. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. Which is because initially when I started my first band in 89, we had a keyboard player, and then he left after a year or two, and ever since then I never used keyboards again. So now I'm glad to, like, get back to it because, you know, who doesn't love keys? <laughs> oh, well, now you, um, how many songs did you say you've written over throughout the years? Oh, God, I've probably written at least maybe about 65 songs since 89, 90. You know, I, I don't write a whole lot, but what I do have is generally pretty good. I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm one of those artists that doesn't write fillers. If it doesn't feel right, I just don't write it. And if it takes me fucking six minutes or six years or six months to finish it, then duly noted. That's just, sometimes the process is just like that sometimes. So it has you know, to start with something fucking brilliant and then not be able to finish it for whatever reason. You know, regard, you know, maybe the lack of a bass line or the lack of a keyboard part or what have you. But, you know, eventually it all comes together. Well, and even, you know, even uh, those little riffs, those little segments, those little tiny fragments, sometimes they end up, you know, they, they could be song. 10 years old, but then they come, yeah, they, they pop up and they become right. a whole new song in the future exactly. or like, like, oh my God, now I know where to put that little piece. That's a perfect exactly. bridge for yeah. this thing. Exactly. Yeah, because people have told me in the past that some of the stuff I write is somewhat kind of before it's time, which is kind of good because sometimes in the music industry, you could write a song today and it won't even be heard for a couple years from now. So whatever's going on now is not necessarily what's really important, you know. And quite frankly, you just got to write from the heart and do what you want to do. And, you know, hopefully the rest of the world will be hip enough to dig what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's not about us as the writers and musicians catching up it's the rest of the fucking world catching up to us you know and that's that's awesome that you say that because I think like a big deal is following your heart and and the thing is is that 
I've heard bands out there in the world and I'm like, wait a second, these people have a following? Or I hear another band, I'm like, wait, these people have a following? Well, it just goes to show you that every kind of vibe has a certain other vibe, uh, yeah. other people out there reverberating at that same rate, you know? Yeah. So that's the cool thing. Um, now, with the music that you created back then, are you starting to see elements of that creeping up in today's music? Like the stuff that, you know, like you were saying, you, you, you were making yeah. music that was sort of ahead of its time. Right, well, because, you know, it's funny... Uh, Deftones, uh, Godsmack, Tool. I mean, I was listening to Tool when they first came out before anyone even knew how they were. And a lot of the stuff that I was writing back then, I find myself, you know, a couple years later, Godsmack released their one of their records, uh, I guess like over 10 years ago, and a lot of it was a drop D tuning, which I use a lot. So I find myself thinking, shit, people are already stealing my ideas. I need to hurry up and get off my ass and get this out there because it's all happening around me regardless. So... Yeah, I mean that's a good. I mean that's a good feeling and a bad feeling, knowing that you're on the right page. But also too, you always want to, you know, get credit for what you're doing. And and sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it just you know you fall through the cracks, just like you know, like a lot of guys do. But you just gotta keep on keeping on, you know. Well, what's interesting to me is you know throughout the years I would find myself thinking of a title or a song, uh, song title or or coming up with a little riff or or character name or title of a movie and just writing it down or maybe even talking a little too much about it right. and then I end up seeing within a year or two whatever I see a movie exactly. that's just like that idea I had exactly. or I hear a song and so I used to get very very angry about that and going okay what's the deal here what's going on right. what that taught me what that taught me was to truly follow my heart because evidently evidently I'm tuned into some channel that's reverberating with a large populace already right, so right. I might as well follow through with every idea that I got right. and just and just follow it yeah. because it's going to eventually come about anyway right yeah everything comes full circle eventually I mean uh, that's the thing I mean I always hated those fucking players that say, oh, you know, they write with whatever's fucking happening at that moment. You know, for sheep, I call them. You know, and it's like, uh, if I'm going to do that, I'd rather just, you know. Wait, do you mean like watching a trend and going, ooh, people like yeah, that, I'm going to do that. Let's try to write like that. Let's try to, you know, gain some of that. But these people don't, don't know. If you're not part of that wave when it's happening, you've already missed the train, you know, in a lot, in a lot of those cases. And then in some cases, you find these trends extending because you have these late bloomers coming out, kind of keeping the, the shit alive when they should have died a while back, you know oh, what I mean? man, it's crazy how that happens. It's nuts how that happens. And that's the thing. It's like, that's the other lesson I've learned with this whole creating art is, every, you know, that old phrase, every dog has his day. Right. Now, a lot of cliches, they're just kind of out there in the world until you experience something and you go, oh my God, this is that cliche. Right. This is that cliche that I've been hearing so much about. Holy cow, now it really makes sense to you. And you're right. going, wow. So one of the big ones was every dog has his day. And I realized that, oh my God, I kept seeing more and more stuff filtering right. up into the big consciousness, right. like with comic books and comic book movies, for instance. Way back when, you know, oh, they were geeks, everyone made right. fun of them, did, 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 computers, the computers. Yeah. Now it's the norm. Everyone's yeah. got a computer now. now Everyone's going yeah. to the comic conventions. Exactly. If you have Comic-Con tickets, then you're cool. You know what I mean? And it's like... <laughs> it's so interesting how that works. So these things that are now seem to be on the outskirts right now that you probably are coming across, that right. other people are coming across, these things that seem like they're out on the outskirts, right. no matter what, They'll be on the front burner they will eventually. be coming right up there. They'll right? be on the front burner eventually. Yeah. So. so I think it's the idea of sticking around long enough with it right. to see it, you know, to see it get its victorious right. day, right? Right, yeah. Just to watch it, just to, just to have it come to all fruition and just, yeah, watch it blossom and, you know. 
Yeah, bear some fruit. Like yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing about music. You just, you know, I do it because I want to do it. You know, and I started it just because, well, chicks and, and, you know, nothing's cooler than playing guitar. So, fuck. You know, I, I'll never stop. It's funny, people I haven't seen in, in like a few years and like, hey man, you still playing guitar? It's like, come on, motherfucker, I'll never stop playing guitar. I got all my ex-bandmates and my girl bandmates, they all fucking know. God forbid I leave this fucking planet Earth, my black Les Paul's going with me. That's going to be right there in my coffin. <laughs> Some of my guys are like, yeah, but we'll be digging your ass up two days later to get that fucking oh $5,000 Les Paul. Oh my God. You know what you could do? You could, you could burrow a secret hatch in the back of it and put your ashes into it. So the big surprise Surprises on them, they get the guitar and they're like, oh my god, wait, Eddie's ashes are inside. <laughs> the big surprise would be on them. It's like you pranked them in the afterlife. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, brother. Well, that's, it's time for another cocktail, I believe. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. All right, we will talk to you guys more later. All righty. So, with this hashtag QA non stuff it's interesting to see how many different cues people find places out there in the world one of them here's JFK's grave aerial view it looks just like a cue another photo of some people eating they have a have their plates that have their knives perfectly um sitting on their their plates looking like cues a uh, picture of a fire truck in one thing where it has a cue written on the side of it. Uh, all, all these really interesting, really interesting things. This kind of reminds me of the John Teeter stuff when I was re- researching it. Still on and off researching. And the... It was interesting, the uh, John Teeter stuff, they'd be, he'd, he'd write about something, and then you'd see it pop up out there in the culture. Uh, it was interesting to see that echo, so it's very inter- interesting to see the Q Anon stuff. It's uncanny to see how many things Q talks about these little clues which then sends all these all these people searching searching and then finding this crazy information coming up with this information and it's almost like everyone is collectively predicting what's going to be popping up in the news and it you know it it is always in- interesting as soon as some big, dun dun dun! Some big deal revelation is about to be revealed, and now all of a sudden, some another shooting happens, or another protest suddenly appears out of nowhere, or uh, um, someone gets married, someone important gets married, or there's some sporting event that's going on. Uh, there's always the thing to keep like that, uh, keep you on your toes. So it's really intriguing. It it makes you feel like you're in a role playing game. 
it's very interesting. So, I thought it would be interesting to do a photo essay book of all of the cues that people have been finding. Cue, interesting, take your cue. Take your cue, C-U-E, cue. <laughs> cue, it's interesting, the cue information, it's always like this big thing is going to get revealed, this big thing is going to get revealed, and these things do get revealed. Uh, and yet there's always some new documents, some new dossiers, some new files, some new emails, some new thing. I, I just got to say it's very uncanny how, you know, Q hinted at these things with all this crazy pedophilia, uh, like sex trafficking stuff going on out there. You know, you see this stuff going on in the Catholic Church. Um, all of these people are resigning or getting fired within the White House. It's very interesting. This Alice and Mac stuff, it's really interesting. And, you know, it's so funny because on the one hand, I, I tell people I don't follow the news. Well, I guess in a sense I am following the news, just not through... You know, I'm just, I am following the news. I'm following it through a hashtag called QAnon on Twitter. So I'm looking at this. It's an interesting thing. Interesting. Very interesting. It's, it's a, a common phrase, the matrix. Matrix is a big thing with these memes. There's a lot of memes going on. Um... Really interesting stuff. You know, as the phrase goes, as we talked earlier today, every dog has his day. Well, the day is breaking through to the other side right now. The day, the dog is having their day right now. It's breaking through, and that dog is conspiracy theories. They're having their day right now. Unstoppable force. <laughs> the Internet enabled so much information to get out there. Which then, as soon as, as soon as an official, as soon as, soon as uh, an authoritative voice makes it makes its way onto your favorite news channel, and says, "No, no, 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 don't pay attention to this," or "Oh, that's not right," or blah, 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 blah. Uh, like I just heard that these people are handing over their cell phones to be looked at. Well, if you knew that you had bad uh, bad stuff on there, wouldn't you just accidentally drop it in the ocean? Oops, that phone accidentally glitched out when I plugged it into the wall. Sorry, sorry, Judge, I can't bring it in and show you my secret files. Um, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Drop that in the toilet. Fighting. So, it's just fascinating. Yeah, I'd like to see an essay, photo essay book. Perhaps of all these crazy memes, how neat would that be? A photo essay book for free. QAnon, Q QAnon photo essay book.
check it out. Check it out. Also, check out the, uh, there's a documentary called The Industry. The Institution. The Institute. The Institute. The Institute. There it is. Whoa, came on two thousand. What? Oh, that's not it. That's not it. That. That's not it. That's not it. What? What? The institute. It's not the institute. Wait. The institute. Two thousand thirteen. The institute. Yeah. There it is. The Jejun Institute. Yeah. The Jejun Institute. I met a guy who went deep into the Jejun Institute. J-E-J-U-N-E. J-E-J-U-N-E Institute. J-E-J-U-N-E Institute. It's an alternate reality game. A-R-G. Wow. So interesting. Wow, it just kept going. So, yeah, the Institute, it's its an alternate reality game. It's something that's uh, invented. It's kind of like taking someone through a role-playing game, and they go through, and they experience these interesting things. Emails, websites, it's a fun. It's its fun for anyone who, who loves mystery, anyone who is uh, a Sherlock Holmesian, someone who likes detective, detective novels, I can imagine someone who plays chess and, you know, appreciating something like this. Someone who definitely loves putting together jigsaw puzzles, this is that kind of thing for them. Rather than having the jigsaw puzzle on a, on a table, you're in the jigsaw puzzle. You're in it. That's what was so crazy about Puzzlementary, Puzzlementary Productions. Look that up, Puzzlementary Productions. Cross between a documentary and a puzzle. Puzzlementary. Uh, that that was involved with the AndyKaufmanLives.com stuff. Oh, man, that stuff just fascinates me, fascinates me. I've been so inspired by, by that stuff. So this Jejun Institute, there's a, a documentary called the, the Institute. It's interesting. It, it, it involved people in this thing, and yeah, check it out, check it out. So that's what it feels like with this hashtag QAnon stuff. Heck, you could even just look up hashtag Q and something something extraordinary is going to come up. So, that's all for now. And now a word from our sponsor. to think i at first thought okay someone's making these crazy advertisements for something that's almost too impossible to even exist and they seem to be urging me to visit this physical place you now sit in a satellite induction office of the jejun institute located in the deep forests of san francisco
in San Francisco for 11 years and had to leave because of gang stalking activities and, and being uh, surveillanced and monitored and all the frequency manipulation. And it's a really serious thing to have done to somebody. I, I saw a way to play that was entirely new and them treating it like a game offended me. And at that moment, it really didn't feel like a game anymore. It, uh, it was genuinely scary, yeah. There was uh, moments where, you know, the ordinary world was transformed into something different, something full of potential and full of mystery. And everything outside seems better, like the colors are brighter or the world looks like a different place, and I wanted to keep feeling that way. You may suddenly begin to notice small things around you you had never before noticed until your entire universe is transformed forever. This is the sound of the cat purring like a race car. This is the sound of the cat purring like a race car. This is the sound of a cat purring like a race car.
Well, this podcast is well beyond reach of reason.